everyone welcome back to the kicks and picks podcast guys when you are hot you're hot and we are hot right now of course the international break would follow an eight and two week where we are up 7.7 units moving our season total to 23 16 and one up 8.74 units so we are off to a pretty good start to open the the first four weeks of the season heading into september now guys how you feeling after last week I think we're feeling good, man. And this, we're coming into peak Scotty season right now. So the man had the biggest bounce back week in the history of bounce back weeks. But not only that, we're here to break down the Champions League, and that is Scotty time. So I love it. I'm feeling great. I was one misread on Aston Villa's offense away from a three and zero plus six unit weekend. Um, I don't really regret my my bet because Liverpool just came out. They came out with Nunez, which was. My caveat: I thought they'd start Gakpo at least for one more one more match week, but uh, yeah, it, it was still a, a four unit uh, week for me. I'm very happy. I'm basically back to even after a, I think it was like a three and five start. And coach took Tottenham from me, which ended up cashing. So uh, oh, yeah. a pretty pretty gutty week for me, if, if if all all things considered. Another three and zero week from coach Podlock, four and zero on the season. I don't know. Uh, starts hot and it stays hot. We, we got to keep it through the what last year. The World Cup really de- derailed the podlock. So yeah. without any World Cup break this year, I think the podlock is going to stay hot all season long. Agree? Yeah, my three in a week makes me feel a lot better after Roma <laughs> is winless in three. So at least I could say I've been winning the first three weeks of the Serie A season and four weeks overall. That that's certainly uh, makes me feel a bit better. International okay. break. This is like, you know what I feel like, guys, when those teams are on like a three, four game win streak and they're like starting to gain some momentum and then the international break comes and kind of like derails things. We're not going to let it derail us, but it, it just like this is the week you want to keep going and you can't because, you know, it, you're not really going to bet too much on like uh, Italy against Ma- North Macedonia and those kind of matches that are this wanna week. Want to bet? Yeah. I will say counterpoint to that coach is if you're a team like Chelsea and you're going into international break where you've just been a disaster and you have to sit for oh, two yeah. weeks, just knowing that your team is just a, an abomination. That's almost worse. I, I think like I would rather go into international break on a hot streak, feeling good about yourselves instead of having two weeks to really sit and dwell on your losings. I don't know from a, from a team from a supporter of a team that is struggling after three weeks, it couldn't have come at a better time for Roma from like a mental perspective, at least in my opinion, because it's their worst start in I think 21 years or something or 30, 30 years or something. Who's like the that. coach? Is it year three of Mourinho? No way. No way. Year three that's, of Mourinho. Yeah. That's weird. So it's like we've been touting that uh, since this podcast has started. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But that gives us an opportunity to talk about something that happened at the end of the last week, which was the Champions League draw. We also will touch on the Europa League draw, Conference League. They were all drawn. We won't touch too much on the Conference League. But Champions League, we're all about it. You, you two did most of the Champions League coverage last year. You guys did a great job with that. We're going to go group by group today, talk about teams we like to win the groups. Maybe are there any two advanced numbers that are worth taking a shot on? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Europa League, too, at the end. We'll we'll touch on that as well, because there's there's some value in a couple groups there that we noticed as well. So Love it. let's uh, let's get right to it, guys. Uh, just for reference, we are taking our Champions League numbers off FanDuel right now because they have a little more up than DraftKings. DraftKings we will use for Europa League in a little bit. So kicking off with Group A, we have Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Galatasaray, and FC Copenhagen. Uh, the favorite in that group, unsurprisingly, is 
Bayern at minus 160, United plus 195, Galatasaray plus 1200, and Copenhagen plus 3800. What do you guys notice there? Not a lot of good odds. Um, I think we're all probably going to be in agreement here. Bayern are the hands-down lock to win this group. Um, I get Manchester United are probably like the ones that many would consider would be the challengers, but they haven't looked super sharp to start this season. Um, I think there's some, some concerns in the squad already. We've seen some unrest with Jaden Sancho in the, in the news lately. Um, Anthony and his, you know, off the, the field issues are, are starting issues to, now, right? Oh yeah. Uh, that's starting to, to rare its head. Um, it's, it's not a good time for Manchester United. I mean, granted last season they started slow, but uh, you know, Ten Hag has his hands full yet again, come September this time, there's no Ronaldo that he can kick out and kind of bring some goodwill to the fan base. Um, so I don't know that they're <laughs> they kicked necessarily... out Greenwood. So that's all the goodwill yeah. they get the rest of the that's... year. And they, they even botched that, you know, they weren't going to until there's some investigative reporters that went and started leaking things. But uh, yeah, to say that United are in a bit of turmoil right now, maybe a bit of an understatement. Um, so I, I think hands down, Bayern will be a group winner here. Minus 225 is not a, a lovely number. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Well, we'll get to some heavy favorites coming up hold here. On. But Hold on. Minus 160 on FanDuel. So drastic difference in the number. That's that's um, to oh yeah yeah that, that would be Bayern. So if, yeah. if you're looking at Bayern, take them on FanDuel. <laughs> that's a little bit better. Yeah. Um. But what I was gonna say is even there, it's like you know we we did it last year. We like to build out some some fun parlays here with with group winners or to advance and that, like that number. Even at, if if you were on on DraftKings, you can take a FanDuel, but minus two twenty five, you can kind of play that with with some other teams in, in other groups. Um, well, but, yeah, I'd even I'd even look at the DraftKings numbers because I was on FanDuel because they have. Yeah, the, we don't have the, them. I don't have them where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, minus two five hey, to minus one sixty is a big big difference. Massive, massive. So that's um. Listen, if if you've been listening to us, you you know this advice. If this is your first time listening, um, depending on the state you're in, you know the odds may be different depending on the books. But if you have multiple books available to you. Always line shop. Always, yeah, always, always. Around. We just found a eighty point difference for the same exact bet. So uh, that that just turned Bayern Munich from like not at all playable to, oh hey, this isn't such a bad bet anymore. You know, not that I'm advocating for it because minus sixty is a lot to lay for a group winner, but um, just keep that in mind. Definitely shop if you can. I will say if there's a line here that I do like, it's. Also from FanDuel, but it's in the uh, to qualify or to advance, depending on you know what your book says. Galatasaray at plus two fifty isn't a bad. I was just going to ask you that, yeah. Yeah, given given what we just said with United and, and their concerns, it's not a bad value. Um, Galatasaray, we always say playing at Turkey in in any of those Tough. Champions League games is a brutal environment, so you know that they're going to play well at home. Uh, really, if if they can you know get something from their game in Old Trafford, then I think that certainly gives them the leg up um, and hopefully they can just take care of business against Copenhagen. Cause sometimes, you know, when you have those two lower pot three, pot four teams, that's where the pot four team can kind of get a result. So if they can take care of business against Copenhagen, have a good result at old Trafford, I think they're well, you know, placed for, for a potential uh, qualification out of this group. And they have some quality on that team. Uh, yeah. Icardi, Mertens, Torreira, Musleta. I mean, you have big European experience. Yeah. Musleta's got to be about Dombele, at this point. Got some Premier League guys coming in from loan. So uh, Zayic, too, I think, came in on loan. So they, they yeah. definitely have offensive firepower that have history, you know, proven history against uh, a team like Manchester United from seasons past. So it, it's certainly within reason. 
So to put a bow on it, we like Galatasaray to advance plus 250 over something like United winning the group at plus 195. 100%. Is that fair to say? 100%. Yeah, I think we're taking a shot on something. If the United turmoil continues, especially yep. like Scotty mentioned, then it could be something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, this United to qualify minus 330. I think that's just an absolutely terrible number. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Wow. I'm shocked, to be honest with you. All right, so we agree there. Uh, Bayern to win the group is, is most likely to happen, and keep an eye on Galatasaray to qualify at, would you say, plus 225, was it? Yep. Uh, no, yeah, it's plus 250. 250. All right, so let's move on to Group B. Another big English side is in this group, and they are the favorites. It's Arsenal at minus 180. Uh, they have Sevilla plus 490, PSV plus 700, and Len of Ligue 1 at plus 750. Do you guys buy Arsenal as being the clear favorite here? Yeah, I'll kick that off. I, I think you have to. Um, I, I think the reason I say that is because Sevilla are so hot and cold to start the year. I mean, listen, we know we, yeah. we are big believers in Sevilla in European competition. Scotty and I did give them out as the uh, Europa League winners last year. So two years in a row of um, having the outright winner future. Definitely happy about that, but I think there's still a little too much turmoil with the squad. They've sold some players and it's, it's Arsenal's just a little bit better. Um, I, I think if you're telling me, Hey, plus four ninety as a great value, I definitely like Sevilla. I, I actually don't even hate a PSV team that really scores a lot of goals. I mean, this is a team in Europe. I feel like they're scoring four five, six goals a game. In some instances, they just absolutely took it to Rangers in the last qualifying leg. Um, I want to say they won on aggregate, like six, two or, or seven, two, seven, something. Three. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think they're the real deal. And I think that's a tough place to play. I, I think this is a tricky group. I, I don't think I'm necessarily buying Arsenal being a minus 180 favorite. I think that's what I'm trying to say in, in all yeah, of this. This group is one of those groups where there's a clear favorite and then the there's a bit of a gap between two, three, and four, but two, three, and four are all clustered relatively close together. Yeah. Um, and and I, I will echo what you said about PSV, Nick. I love PSV in this one. Um, for our American fans, you've got a couple familiar names in Sergino Dest and, and Ricardo Pepe on the squad. So there'll be some interest there, I'm sure, from our markets. Um, but also they also have the, the young Belgian, uh, Johan Bakayoko, who was rumored to have made a move, uh, this summer, but decided to hold off. I think he'll probably be a guy that goes for, you know, a big, big lump sum next summer from, from PSV. Um, so again, to Nick's point, certainly have plenty of offensive firepower there. And then they brought in Nick's second favorite player from Italy, Chucky Lozano. Yes. Um, so we'll be back. Certainly keeping an eye on him. <laughs> that during, was like Dave this. Portnoy buying Barstool back from, <laughs> from uh, Penn Entertainment. Yeah. That was his PSV business with Lozano. <laughs> so I, I think PSV is going to be my you know team to watch, I'll say, in Group B. Um, I think the, their odds to advance are okay. It's plus 155, so not as much juice as we saw um, in, in Group A. But uh, that's probably where I'd, I'd put my money out of anything in this group would be a PSV to advance at plus 155. And maybe, just maybe, they're at plus 500 to win the group. If you're feeling a little uh, ambitious, you can you can dabble in that. But yeah. I, I still think Arsenal is a clear favorite. It would take something pretty pretty incredible for them to you know botch this group. So, Coach, you just, bet uh, a lot of Arsenal games last year. You obviously know Sevilla pretty well coming up against them in the final. 
what do you make of those two teams? I was going to say, I just looked back um, because I, I knew PSV. I thought they played Arsenal in Europe, but it was actually Sevilla they played in, in Europa League knockout rounds. And uh, in in Seville, it was 3 nothing to Sevilla. In, at, in Holland, it was 2 nothing to PSV. So Sevilla actually took them out on, on route to that title. Um, Sevilla, to me, I mean, they're built clearly for European football because they have not performed well the past couple of years in the league. I mean, they're in the Champions League because they won the Europa League. They, I don't think they would have even qualified for no, Europe definitely at all um, if it was just via the league route. So it wasn't even like Roma, where Roma is in the Europa League via the league route, could have been in Champions League because of, if they had beaten uh, Sevilla in the final, this is a different story. They haven't been so great to open the season. Obviously, only about four matches. But um, I, I like PSV. I think PSV is the, the team, if you're looking at someone after Arsenal, I think Arsenal is the favorite for a reason at minus 180. Now they haven't been in Champions League in a while, but they were in Europa League and made a pretty good run there. So they do have some European experience under their belts. Um, I think the values on PSV though, I think in the two qualified sector there um, win the group, I, it'd be hard for me to bet against Arsenal if I'm betting a future there. Yeah. So same situation as group A right there. The big favorites yeah. for a reason. The number is not really all that playable. Um, you know, we, we're predicting an Arsenal win out of the group, but we're, we're not betting on anything there. So uh, I'm in complete agreement with you guys. I think that plus 155 on PSV is a worthy enough spot to take a shot. And Sevilla is only minus 110 to make it out of the group. I mean, that's, you know, not worth it in my opinion. That's a coin flip. You take that on any game involving Sevilla on any bet. So nothing to do they there. Sevilla, they, they finish third and they come to the Europa League. And that, that's exactly where what I was going to say, coach. Noise. Their roadmap here is to finish third and, and get back into Europa. That's that's their their goal here. Seems to be their ticket to trophies, so I, in some ways you can't blame them. Um, group C, this is an interesting one to me. This is Real Madrid, Napoli, Union Berlin, Braga. Real Madrid, the, the favorite, which you know is to be expected at minus 165. Napoli, plus 230. Union Berlin at plus 1,200. And Braga at plus 1,700. So we've got pretty much heavyweights across the way in terms of name brand Braga. Not as much, but in terms of leagues where they come from. All these, these leagues have pedigree in, in Champions League. Yeah, I think the question here, if we're looking at all the odds to advance and and, and uh, group winner, I think it boils down to: Do you like Napoli to potentially win this group? Um, you know, Nick and I will will tell you time and time again that when it comes to Champions League, Real Madrid, they're a different animal. Different they're going to be yep. in it every time. Um, they're going to be set up right. They're going to have the guys. But we saw Vinny Junior came up with an injury to start the season in La Liga, so question marks there about you know, how, how available he'll be throughout the, the group stage process. Um, Napoli, they have a little bit more experience now, maybe a little bit more confidence. Um, they've got, you know, as dynamic of an attacking duo between uh, Guaradona and, and Osiman as, as, you know, anybody in the, in the champions league really at this point. Um, so do you want to take a shot there? Do you want to roll the dice? So I, I think like of any bets in this group, maybe if you're coach Steve and you love union Berlin and you want to take them to advance and maybe, See one of the other two falter. I don't see it. To me, it's Napoli plus 220 taking a shot at them winning the group. Yeah. So year two or three now of doing this with you, Scotty, I think we're very typically always on the same wavelength and we're not even really prepping this beforehand. I, I agree. That's the spot to take a shot. I think Napoli has a better chance of winning this group than Union Berlin or Braga has of making it out of the group. Um, Braga, great story. They scraped through qualification, taking out um, Olympiacos, I believe, at the very end. So. Tough team to play at home in Portugal, that's for sure. Uh, away, maybe not the same. I just think they're the very clear fourth place team here. Union, um, 
very, very dominant team at home. But let's see what they have in the Champions League. I don't know the last time they were in the Champions League. Anything um, ever. There you go. There, There's your answer, right? First time in the Champions League. I don't know that helps them or hurts them, right? Uh, no expectation, certainly. And, and it's a fortress over there in Berlin. So that certainly could be their advantage. But having Real Madrid in the group and Napoli after what they accomplished in the group stage last year, uh, I just it'd be impossible to bet against those two at this point, at least at these odds. I, I like Napoli at those odds. I think Napoli... The experience will be big for them. The attack should should have enough goals in them to at least challenge Real Madrid. What worries me a little bit is the loss of Luciano Spalletti at the helm and losing Kim in the back because their defense, as we saw this weekend against Lazio, can be vulnerable a little bit more so than last year. Play styles can be a little bit different. They haven't been as dominant even in the wins this year on the ball in terms of possession. So there, there's some things to keep an eye on, but I, I, I do love the value at plus 230 because Madrid has some big injuries. Like you, you mentioned, yeah. Vinny Jr.'s out. They've been dealing with some injuries. I, I just looked at Napoli's schedule. They start with Braga, which if you're going to get a, a road win to open, if you can go to, to Portugal and win, that puts you in a good position because either Berlin or Madrid's going to drop points there. And then you have uh, Real Madrid comes to Naples in match day two. Maybe they're still without Vinny. Maybe that's a really good chance to get three points off of Real Madrid. And you can set yourself up nicely. So I do like Napoli to win the group. Scotty mentioned Union Berlin's a team I've, I followed pretty closely over the last season plus. Um, they've been really good to me this weekend, not so much. So it was a, a rough one against uh, Leipzig, but I, I think they could have a shot to advance. But I do agree that Napoli winning the group to me is more likely than Union advancing. Yeah, yeah I, I just, think. Sorry, go ahead, Scotty. I was gonna say I just looked at the the injury news for Vinny Junior. They're saying his temporary comeback day is between uh, October eighth and October fifteenth. Uh, so that means he's probably gonna miss at least their first two Champions League matches, if yeah. not the first three. The match in Naples is October third, match day two. So at least and, those. And it almost kind of reminds me of Napoli last year, right? Where like could they go and at the time them taking it to Liverpool was a big upset, right? Liverpool was the tried well, and true Champions League at the time. Before the game. always beat Liverpool. Before the That's game. That's the problem. You know, you're thinking, oh, okay, what's going to happen? You know, now let's see what Napoli really has. And, man, they ran through that group. So if they can get a result out of Real in that, that group stage game, you got to like them to take it all the way. So I think there's – it's too good of a number not to take a shot if this is a group you're looking to bet on. And just to fact check myself, it is uh, Union's first Champions League. They were in Europa League last year, Conference League the year before. And other than that, it was a couple of Intertoto Cups back yeah. in the 60s. And they weren't that great the... in Europa last year. I remember towards it, right? They fizzled out. At they the fizzled out against Union Saint. I was Jelouaz. Jelouaz. Oh, yeah, yeah in the round of 16. Yeah. So Big upset. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Group D. Uh, another one here. We have Inter Milan. So another Italian side, Benfica. Real Sociedad and Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, the numbers here are a little bit closer than some of the, the other heavyweight groups we had at the beginning. Inter minus 115, Benfica plus 250, Sociedad plus 550, and Salzburg plus 1,000 to win the group. Guys, this one's interesting because Benfica's got the pedigree in Champions League this past couple of years. They, they've done it. Inter made the final last year, though. So this is this gets interesting, I think. It's not so clear cut. Uh, this is one where I think... Inter's maybe being a little bit disrespected with these odds. I think they're the very clear favorite of this group. Nothing over the first uh, three games has, in the league has talked me off of that. I think, obviously, what they did in the Champions League last year was remarkable. 
Um, you mentioned a coach. Benfica is very good. Another team tough at home. They advanced out of a group with, I believe, PSG last year, right? They were in that Juventus group. Was that Benfica? I get these yes. Portuguese teams confused because um, I don't win on any of them. So, listen, tough team, but I, I think Inter is just a cut above. I, I think Sociedad, you know, another team up and down. Red Bull Salzburg, you know, the class of Austria, right? Probably for the past couple of years. Yeah. But probably a little too much of a tall order for them. Uh, I think Inter pretty handily wins this group. And I should mention before Scotty goes, this was the quarterfinal matchup um, last year in the Champions League. Inter won 2-0 in Portugal. There was a 3-3 draw in Milan, and they won 5-3 on aggregate to get to the semifinals. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the the part about Benfica that makes it so hard to kind of project is that they're that club that always sells really well in the summer, yeah. and then they just restack with like unknowns that they develop and become superstars, yeah. right? And so, you know, we, we know that they lost, you know, Nunez to, to Liverpool. And then they, uh, I believe they had sent out Ramos on loan to, to PSG this year, um, who's the, the Portuguese, you know, striker in waiting. Um, and so it's like, you know, where, who, who is it going to be this year? Um, and I know Nick and I did pretty well with some props on Rafa last year, the, the left winger. So I'll keep his name uh, in, my, in the forefront of my brain as we get into some of these uh, actual matches. And then uh, I think uh, David Neres is a guy that, Shows up from time to time. I don't think he's the most consistent player, but he certainly can, you know, turn a game on a dime with with some of his ability. Um, so I think it's hard to really take them to win this group. Um, I think you can feel pretty good about with their history of them to advance. So um, that number, it's it's a little bit better. It's it's minus one seventy. So you're you're basically okay. you're you're, you're going to get something safe. So you can maybe layer that into a, a parlay, like I said in yep. the earlier rounds. But um, you know, the question is, you know, do you like you know, Sociedad or Salzburg that much. And and I don't, I mean, Salzburg, they're always fun to watch because they're like one step below Benfica in that terms of like developing talent. So you'll see guys like Noah Okafor coming through and you'll know they're going to move on. But usually that's, it's the uh, Leipzig that's going to have the the premier talent from that group. Um, So that's kind of where I'm sitting. I mean, Inter Milan at minus 120 is certainly a a very good number. And like Nick said, it seems like they're getting disrespected, but um, I think it's, it's for, for good reason right now. Yeah, I th- I, th- I love Inter to win the group of minus 115. If you could get a group winner at almost even money as the favorite, I think that's great value. Yep. Um, and like you mentioned, the, the sales that they go through, right? Um, now Ramos is gone last year. They sold for Enzo Fernandez midseason to Chelsea. Before that was Darwin. Um, it makes it very tough to really know what you're getting from Benfica. But Inter now has that Champions League experience, right? They, they're all the way to the final. And they've had Champions League experience year after year the past few years. But now they've got like that deep run experience. Um, I think it'd be very tough to take down. We've seen them start very hot in Serie A three already, haven't given up a goal in three matches, which is we'll see after well, that was their, break. That'll be a that was be a fun Champions one. The, the Derby is coming up. That'll be a test for them. But <clears throat> I love them at minus one fifteen here, and I agree. I don't like Sociedad or Salzburg enough to bet against Benfica nope. getting out of the group, even with a little value on those teams. Yeah, it'd be catastrophic bottle job for either of those teams not to make it out. Agreed. All right, moving on to Group E, we have Atletico Madrid, another Italian side, Lazio, Feyenoord, and Celtic. Atletico, the favorites at minus 145, Lazio plus 250, Feyenoord plus 850, and Celtic plus 1,200. Nick, I'm going to let you go because this, it's is, your team's group. this is your team's group, so give us the inside info. Yeah, I think, listen, we all know Lazio has been off to a hot and cold start. They're doing what they did 
all last year, which was lose to shitty teams and play really well against the teams around them. This is as good of a group as Lazio probably could have hoped for. I think they will certainly be a favorite to make it out of the group. Um, you know, I, I mentioned early on that how seriously is Saudi going to take this competition? We never know. But I think seeing this group, he's going to have to take it a little more seriously. You know, it, to me, it would be a disappointment if they didn't make it out. I think Atletico is not another team. I mean, these teams from Spain to me are all kind of on that same roller coaster. They're not the same dominant Atletico that they've been over the past three or four years. I think they're still very good. They maybe deservedly are favorites in this group. I don't know that I necessarily agree with these numbers as as they sit, but that's fine. Still a tough place to go. Still a tough team to beat. Feyenoord, I think, has really another one of those teams that is ridden high, done really, really well in European competition. I think they've sold some of their talent, and I don't know how well they've replaced it. Not well. So, um, you know, to me, they are one step back. And Celtic in this group, uh, you know, that has to be a team that everybody's looking to get three points from. I, I mean, if you drop three points against Celtic, you have done something wrong. You're setting yourself up for failure. So that to me is, you know, every team should be looking at six points out of Celtic, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, no, no remind me, I think Feyenoord have, have knocked out one of the Rome clubs in, in recent years from maybe Europa, was it they, Roma? Roma beat Lazio. them. Roma beat, oh, definitely Lazio. The group um, last year, right? They were in the same group last year? I think so. I believe so. Uh, I'll double was... check right now. Roma <laughs> beat them in the semis okay. of the Europa League. Roma beat them I had in the them. finals two years ago, right? They beat them in the Conference League final two yeah. years ago, and they beat them in the semis of the Europa League last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit of history at the very least with Feyenoord and Rome. Um, to me, in this one, uh, Nick, like you said, they they sold off a lot of talent. I think they're they're a little thin. Um, remains to be seen um, who some of these incoming players uh, how they perform. I think Calvin Stangs is one of the midfielders they brought in. He's got three assists already in the season, so he might be the one to keep an eye on. Um, but aside from that, they certainly seem a little bit thin. Uh, we talk about it all the time. These, these, these clubs that are thin, um, coming into champions league, you know, it's tough for them to compete on two fronts, see how well that, you know, that, how long that lasts. Um, Lazio to advance our minus minus one fifty. That's my uh, favorite bet. It's probably the one that I would take. Yep. If you are uh, a huge air Divisie you know, fan and, and you know the ins and outs of Feyenoord more than we do, and you have some silver lining about why you think they could advance plus 165, certainly know. worth a shout. But yeah. to me, that it, even with Lazio and, you know, maybe their their early season stumbles, uh, I think they can probably figure it out enough to get through this group at the very least. Yeah, and it, for better or worse, it's the deepest they've ever been. Whether Saudi taps into that or not remains to be seen, but I think that's the difference in those two squads. I think the Atletico took qualify a minus 420 is an insanely ridiculous number i don't know that they're that good not minus but 420 who, good who, who i don't know like don't you're know. gonna have them I, finish I, below below celtic I, or, or Feyenoord. like is that what you're trying to insinuate? No, i just think uh, with lot with uh atletico in a different group with a different pot two team sure uh, i i think their odds change a lot i think Definitely. because of who they're drawn with i think that's why they have the odds they do yeah um but we'll again, see. Atletico is similar to Real in the sense where like they always seem to overperform in Champions yeah. League just because they're they're a little bit better in these like shorter stint, you know, two leg matches yeah. when they get, eventually get to knockouts. Like it just they know how to set up. They can play the defensive, you know, grudgy, like let's just take the other team like out of it. Um, 
and it, and it works. So it, in a weird way, like I, I, to answer your question, like I don't think it is that crazy just because one, like look at the other teams that would have to, you know, yeah, get above them. And then two, we also can't just judge them based off of what they're doing in, in La Liga. Like they're always a little bit better in, in Champions League. Yeah, so Feyenoord and Lazio did play last year in the group stage. Lazio won the uh, the first match, which was match day one uh, by a pretty big margin. I did, pulled, pulled it down, but I think it was like 4-1 or something. Yeah. Um, but then they won match day six, which effectively knocked Lazio down to Conference League and Feyenoord advanced and made that run all the way to the semifinals. This is what for, I uh, call. Important to note. Kept them out of the net. We'll get there, you know, when we start covering the match day schedules. Like, you want to talk about an easy over team, man. Like Feyenoord is it. They're in like the upper 5% of you could kind of like bet their overs blindly along with Lazio, right? Like it's like Lazio, Feyenoord, Red Star, Belgrade. Like these are teams you just, you take the over no matter what. So definitely expect like a, you know, a 3-2 game, 4-1 game, something like that. And I, I think one match that could be, pivotal in this group to see if one of these other teams can challenge his match day one right away. Feyenoord uh, is hosting Celtic, right? If Feyenoord gets off to a hot start, yeah. Lazio loses against Atletico, yeah. then maybe the group gets interesting. Honestly, uh, I I think Atletico is a team you have to take to, to win the group just because of the experience level. And I don't, I don't know if any of these teams are at their level. Um, I kind of like Feyenoord to advance. I, I honestly, I don't know if it's because Lazio played so garbage the first two match days, but they don't take Champions League or any like from what I've seen from Lazio historically, they don't take Europe as seriously as they should sometimes. Ever. Ever, right? Ever. Um, once they fell down to conference league, it was below them. A team that hasn't won a European trophy in probably ever, right? It was below them. You know, it was it was a it was a tournament for losers when Roma won it, and then they got knocked out first chance they had. Um, so I don't know if the mentality's right with that club sometimes. I know Champions League is different than being in the Europa League or Conference League, but I'd watch out for Feyenoord because they they took Roma to to the 120th minute, took a Dybala goal really late in regulation, even forced the extra time. Team is pretty good. They lost. They did lose two players, especially the the midfielder. I think he's Turkish, um, Korku or whatever you pronounce his name. But I I would keep an eye on them because these Dutch sides can score goals, like Nick said. And if they get out on the front foot and they can win their home match against Lazio, I don't know. It, it could get very interesting. We will play them better than we played Genoa. I promise that. That's the one sure thing I can so. count on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, I mean you know worse. what I mean? We rise up to the competition, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I I agree. I, like, Lazio has to prove it to me, I guess, before we, you know, crown them out of this Champions League group. And over there, any Scottish listeners listening to this program are probably cursing us because we're giving <laughs> Celtic no chance. But Sorry. Um, Our one listener in, in Scotland, we're sorry. <laughs> But I guess if there's ever a chance for a club like Celtic, who's kind of been on the, you know, has been great in Europe lately, this could be a group where you could see a surprise, I think. Yeah, right? but I plus 200 group... isn't doing it. No, not, no, not, not at for plus 200. The level no, not at plus they 200. need to get out. So, yeah. Pass. All right. Maybe, I mean, not even maybe. This is the group of death on paper. This is group F, PSG, Newcastle, AC Milan, and Dortmund. This one has four teams from European top leagues. PSG is the favorite at plus 115, Newcastle's plus 230, Milan plus 500, and Dortmund plus 600. First group with a favor that is plus money. And guys, I don't know if, I, I mean, I'll hear what you have to say, but I don't know if they're the favorites in my opinion. This is going to be where Nick and I disagree. I already know this is going to be it. So go ahead, Nick. This is the most mismatched group odds-wise 
so far. I cannot get behind PSG as favorites of this group. I think they're in disaster mode. They're, I don't even know who they're, who's their coach. Uh, I mean, I Enrique forgot. Ah, Luis yeah, Enrique. Probably oh, well, their best manager in the last decade. Maybe. Um, Listen, they're, they're going to get Mbappe back. That I mean, he is back, right? He will be obviously featured, so he can turn a game on his own. But this team just does not seem to have it game in, game out in the Champions League. Like, this is an area where I don't have the odds in front of me. If there was an opportunity to bet them not to advance, it would be a big, juicy plus number maybe, you know, like a plus 300, plus 400, something in that range. And I would hop on that all day long. I think that this group is way too tightly contested. All these teams are kind of in the same realm uh, on their day. I I think that Milan is mispriced. I think currently they are much better than Newcastle. Newcastle has not looked good at all. I think except for the one game that we bet on them to win, which they did. Dortmund scores a lot of goals. They've now been to a number of champions leagues. They typically make it out of groups. This is going to be a tall order for them, but if I'm taking a shot here, I'm taking a shot with a Dortmund or a Milan at plus money to qualify out of the group. You could even take a shot at both of them at plus money to win the group. I think Milan to win the group at plus 500 is as good a shout as any I've seen so far. Um, And I think Newcastle maybe even finishes this group last. Kind of yeah. where I'm at right now. So I guess we're not too far off. Um, I agree. I think there's a lot of hubbub about Newcastle maybe being a dark horse in this group. Uh, from what we've seen early on in the season, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. I think I have other concerns. We talked about with with Baz, they're, they're relatively thin in terms of depth. That'll kind of be a challenge for them managing midweek games for the first time in who knows how long um, it, it, this season. And I think the fact that they really, outside of Tenali, don't have anybody that really has champions league or europa league experience i think that's going to kind of come into play we saw when milan came back into champions league after their absence two or three seasons ago you know they struggled a little bit you know they had some players that had a lot more seniority than what newcastle have and they still struggled in their groups um so i I think that'll come into play i do like psg a lot more than nick though Um, i think luis enrique is you know the best manager like i said they've had in, in almost a decade so there's certainly some hope for them in that sense uh their offense is much better right they've been relying on a a Messi that was really, uh, you know, disenchanted with with the the club. Um, Neymar, who was constantly hurt, uh, and Mbappe really having to carry the mostly attacking load. Um, they brought in Kolo Muani, who was from Frankfurt, who Nick, you and I loved um, yep. when he was in the same group as as Tottenham last year. Um, they brought in, like I said, Gonzalo Ramos. They brought in um, Usman Dembele, who, if he can stay healthy and is back in France, I think that could be uh, an interesting matchup. So. I actually like PSG a lot more than Nick. I could totally see them winning this, you know, plus 110. They certainly have the depth, you know, their defensive line with Marquinhos and uh, Kimpembe is really strong. Um, and obviously they have Donnarumma and goal, which always helps. So I think top to bottom, they are the most complete team here. But I do still agree that if you're looking to take a roll of the dice and you want somebody with long shot or long odds, to take a shot, Milan at plus 500 to win the group based off of their form early in the season certainly makes a lot of sense. But even in that, I think Milan to advance, they're still sitting at plus money, uh, plus 125. That would be probably my pick um, outside of that. Yeah, I have to say, I I could see any of these teams winning the group. I think they all have enough talent to. I don't think Dortmund can. I think Dortmund lost too much. They lost to who? They lost Bellingham. Their midfield is completely being overhauled. I don't think Dortmund have a chance at, at winning this. But th- they're also not an easy game for anybody. 
not easy, but I, yeah. if you if you're talking about winning the group, you're getting 11, 12 points minimum. Sure. I don't see them. Give me three wins here. They have to win all three matches at home at the very least. I think that's a tall task. But on the same note, I think, you know, if you like PSG, sure, plus 115, you got to take them. I think at plus money. But for me, if I'm rolling the dice on something like like you guys said, it's Milan at plus 500. I'm not one to tie up futures in like the minus 120 realm. Like to me, it's not Never. worth it. I could I could just Never. bet a head-to-head match and get that on, on a PSG or somebody. Um, I'm taking Milan at plus 500 if I'm going to take like a quote-unquote long shot group winner, which isn't even to me that much of a long shot with the way this group is is put together. I think plus 500 is a great number on them to try to make some money. I think that's the best future bet so far. Yeah, if you're looking at a future group winner, if you're going to try to make like a decent profit, I think that's the one. Um, And then if you even want to take them to advance and kind of, if you, if you, if you're someone who believes in them enough to think they're getting out of the group, you could take both and, and, and hedge. Right. And then you still getting plus plus one twenty five on the uh, to advance line and you're not losing anything. If you take if you took it for two units, you'd cover both bets. Yeah. If they advance. So the same. All right, moving on to group G. Uh Man City, RB Leipzig, uh Prevena Zvedzva, which is uh, Red, the Red old Star, Red Belgrade. Star Belgrade. The easy yeah, I don't know what, I don't know when then, they yeah. like, converted to that name. Uh and Young Boys, City, huge favorites minus six hundred. Leipzig, second favorite plus six fifty, and that's that's a big second favorite. Um, Red Star plus 7,500 and so are Young Boys plus 7,500. So according to the odds makers, this is the most uneven group of them all. Yeah. Do you guys agree? Yeah. This I is don't even think group. this is, it's not even worth speaking. Like, yeah, there's nothing to say here. Even a boring group. Red Bull to advance is minus 490. Minus so, 490. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, there now, now we should say, I'm sorry, last year, um, Union, St. whoever that is, right? They not, they advanced out of their group. They won knockout stage. I mean, shit like no, this can happen. That was Europa League. That was, that was Europa, Europa League. Yeah. I'm sorry. We talked about them, so I got confused. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, who was it last year, two years ago? Sheriff, were they in the Champions League? Uh, Sheriff. Two years ago, right? Were yeah, they, they got through. out of their group? And with then Real Shakhtar, Madrid in it? I think. So, like, Shakhtar, Shakhtar does it every, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. There is going to be one team out of all these groups that makes it out where we're like, oh, holy shit. Is it going to be one of these two at plus 750 or plus 850? I don't think so. But not from the way Leipzig has looked so far. I don't think. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I mean, I don't know. There's really nothing to discuss in this group as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm not touching anything in here. There's no real value. If you really want to throw money away, by all means, take a shot on Red Star Belgrade or Young Boys to advance, but it's not worth it for me. Yeah. All right. We'll quickly move on to Group H. It's Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, and uh, Antwerp. Uh, Barcelona minus 280, Porto plus 320, Shakhtar plus 2400, Antwerp plus 2800 to win the group. Barca clear favorites here? I'd say so. I think, uh, you know, they seem to be the team that is at, at the very least guaranteed to advance. They're at like minus 1150. Um, who is going to challenge them? You know, Shakhtar, Porto. Porto, again, Nick and I will tell you, you know, we, we struggle with the Portuguese teams mm-hmm. trying to project how they're going to do on any given again, any given week, much less, you know, forecasting about three months from now. Um, but Shakhtar, I think they're, they were the feel-good story last year. I mean, they had a, the, the win, I think, over Real Madrid or something that um, kind of raised some eyebrows. But I don't see them, re, you know, repeating that magic. So uh, I don't see anyone really challenging Barcelona to, to you know, win the group totally. 
Yeah, listen, I, I think you could maybe take a shot with Porto at plus 320. Um, Sparsa, another team that's been hot and cold, and they haven't really done much in the Champions League over the past however many years. Right? I'm trying to remember the last time they were in the final. They Yeah, so just to give some context, last year I actually found the club that did make the noise. It was Club Bruges last year. They were, in the, they were in the group with Porto, and uh, Atletico had the terrible Champions League last year. It was Porto won that group with Club Bruges, Leverkusen, and Atletico Madrid. There you go. Um, and then Group C, you had Bayern and Inter finish ahead of Barcelona, who finished with only seven points, and that was with Victoria Pilsen as the fourth yeah. group uh, team with no points. So, so we're not we going to fall potential again. Yeah, listen, we're not going to fall Barca for that last year. That was certainly the group of death. Um, but again, they haven't looked great in the champions league recently. Um, so I, I could see you maybe wanting to take a shot with Porto here at plus three twenty. I, I think Shakhtar, maybe even if you want to take them plus three ninety to advance, if you like them more than you like Porto, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have a strong opinion on which one of those two is better because I'm kind of grasping at straws a little bit here, but Shakhtar traditionally has been a very good team. They've been in the champions league an awful lot. Um, you know, certainly I don't believe they'll be playing at home. They didn't play at home last that, year. That, they played that in to like me is the issue that was or something like that. Yep. So if this was like a, you know, a home game, it was near impossible to go to Ukraine and get a win or, or even get points sometimes. So they lost that, but are they still playing for a country on some level? Maybe, um, so I don't know. I really don't know what to make of this group. This is probably just a straight pass for me in terms of betting. But, but I mean, I think if you feel decent about either of those two teams, there's good numbers to take. I think Porto to me has a chance, but I, I not enough to bet it. I think Barca still wins the group. Shakhtar, I was going to say exactly what you said. If they were playing in the Ukraine still pre-war like they, they used to, they were always a tough out. I remember Roma having to play them in the Champions League a couple times. Um, very tough team to, 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 to eliminate even in the knockout rounds. Um, I just wanted to fact check myself on one thing because it's a Roma fact and I'm going to look like a fraud Roma fan if I don't correct it. It was Leverkusen in the semis. It was Feyenoord in the quarterfinals because I saw yeah. Leverkusen third in the group and that sparked my memory. But um, yeah, I, to me, Barcelona is clear, clear favorite in this group just based on they won La Liga last year. They, they've started off pretty well and I think Porto will get through. Porto is always a tough out too. I can again speak from Roma experience there. Um, but I don't think they win the group here. Not enough to bet it. Yeah, and I, I will throw in my Nick line, which is Porto is one of those teams where it's going to be an easy overs club. Um, they're a team that's going to attack pretty much as much as they can because their defense is going to be suspect. Um, they have all the like Brazilian and Portuguese attackers that just link up and, and flow very nicely. So um, if if they do win this group, it's because they're outscoring everybody. They're putting three or four goals in a game, um, which I don't think is really sustainable. All right, so that wraps up Champions League groups. All right, well, I'm going to throw the curveball out. We didn't we didn't discuss it, but I'm now I have them in front of me, and we're not giving out um, like futures on teams yet because we always do that once the second round starts. But top goal scorers, you got to take it from now, right? Where you're not taking that at any later than this. So let's just throw out some numbers, and we'll get some quick thoughts. Halland is a massive favorite, minus 105. Harry Kane next plus 450, Mbappe plus 550, Lewandowski at plus 1,000. Then you have to go all the way to Julian Alvarez at plus 3,000. So a couple names that stick out. OC Men is plus 3,400. Bellingham, Rashford, Rodrigo, Isak, these guys are all in the plus 5,000 range. 
Lataro Martinez is like staring at me at plus 6,500. I think that represents an absolutely astronomical number for a team that made the final last year. You have to like their chances as we do to make it out of the group. Um, and everybody else is like plus 8,500 or worse. So is there any, I mean, uh, I'll ask two questions. Question one, based on the odds, I said, is there anybody you like taking And question two? Is there anybody I haven't thought about, but like, you know, you think the team is good and they're forward and maybe they can make a little bit of noise. Yeah. I mean, my strategy here is, is I would take, you know, PSG players. Cause again, I think they'll be better than maybe some people are giving them credit for just because of their poor performances in the past. Um, so Mbappe at plus five fifty, that's a pretty good number for him, right? Probably, yeah. you know, him and Holland are probably one and two in terms of best players and, and or best forwards in the world right now. Um, outside of that, you know, it, it's it's tough for me to say either Moani or or um, Ramos just because they haven't started yet. I think they're still getting embedded into the the club. So Asensio plus thirty five hundred Ramos. I mean, that's a big, big, big yeah. number. Yeah, and and Muani is plus forty four hundred. Um, Asensio, I don't even see on this list right now. I'm trying to scroll down. Let me see if you you find him because I've been scrolling for quite a bit. Oh, here he is. He's at plus ten thousand. I mean, that dude scored three goals in their first two games. He's been playing as a basically a false nine for them. So if that's going to be Enrique's strategy moving forward, then why not? Plus ten thousand is, a, is a, a large number for a guy that's going to be playing, you know, up top for for PSG. But I don't think that's. I can't say that that's going to be PSG's long term strategy. I think they're just doing that until they can get either Ramos or, or Muani uh, embedded in the in the squad, and then I would take wh- whoever that player ends up being. Uh, I can't tell you which one it is right now. I wish I could tell you the clear favorite would be Ramos, but with the way that Muani played for Frankfurt last year, it's it's a tough call. Yeah, it's tough. You have to pick somebody from a team who's going to score a lot of goals, right? Who's in a group where they can maybe pile up some goals and then they're going to go pretty far in the tournament because you have, you know, you have to think long-term when you're thinking about future goal score in a tournament that has four knockout rounds after after the group stage. I think Harry Kane at plus 450 is a pretty good bet if you're you're looking at a, a solid number and a guy who can realistically do that because if you look at Bayern, right? United haven't been so great so far. They gave up, what was it? Did they end up giving up three to Arsenal the other yes, day, did. I think, in the end, right? Sure uh, Copenhagen's aside, he should be able to feast on. And even Galatasaray, you know, we talked about them maybe being a you know sleeper to sneak by United. I think he could still score plenty of goals on them. And then, you know, if you win the group, you're getting a second-place team, which is usually pretty favorable. Um, <clears throat> I think Lautaro, like you said, is a, a pretty good shout. Unreal. Um, just if you're looking for like a huge number to take a shot on. Um, PSG, the one thing I question about their players is they're in a tough group. I don't know if they're going to score enough goals overall to pile up goals early yeah, on. I like, was going to say, how many, how many goals are they might have taking a chance away from to each really, other? Like Holland's minus 105. He might really have a chance to like pile them up on Red Star and Young Boys early on and like give himself that edge. And then they're going to probably get far. Which Counterpoint, make, which is why I think if he, City like, are running away with it, does Holland even play in games five and six in the group? Yeah. Good point. Or second halves of games and stuff like that. But how Um, many goals are Mbappe and and Ramos and Wani taking away from each other? Like, that's mm -hmm. the only thing that worries me. with. So that's what I'm saying. Mbappe is the only sure thing. And then you have to pick one of those three. Like, because it's Asensio, Colomuani, or uh, Ramos. Like, it's going to be one of those three will be playing, like, the center forward position. Um, I just don't know who that is because it's just a little bit too early in the season right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, both of those guys came, or Ramos and, and, and Colomani came in a little bit later in the window. So we didn't really have enough time to, to assess that, but 
if you have inside information and you know it's going to be one of those two at the numbers that they're at right now, it's certainly worth a roll. Yeah. Like even yeah. Osman plus 3,400 is a pretty good number. But when you yeah. look at the group they're in, like Union, they rely on defense. They're playing Real Madrid. Maybe he can score a couple on Braga, but I don't know if he piles up enough goals in the group stage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I'm overall, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I'm not faulting anybody for taking Harry Kane or Kylian Mbappe. Uh, solid numbers. Lewandowski is interesting to me at plus a thousand uh, just because he's has to be the main man. He's going to take all the penalties. He's done well in the champions league. And they're in a group where he can score goals and they're in a good group. So uh, like, I think that's one of my favorites. Um, you know, OC man, if you know, Napoli is firing, he's, he's pretty good shot at plus 3,400, but how far do we expect them to make it is another question. Um, and, and you know, they, they are, even though he's phenomenal, they are a team that get contributions elsewhere. I think like the long shot play here is Martinez uh, plus 6,500 again, downright disrespectful. I think he's certainly better than some of the names in front of him. And not only that, he is a true forward, right? So I'm looking at guys like Rashford. I'm looking at guys like Bellingham. I'm looking at Rodrigo, Bruno Fernandez. Uh, these guys should not have shorter odds than Lataro Martinez, especially considering his team made the final last year. So that's where I'm putting my money. I think first I'm not faulting anybody for any of the other picks that we gave out. You're not going to back your boy Chiro. No, absolutely not. Chiro, no, 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 zero goals so far this year. The group stage yeah. <laughs> hasn't scored yet. All right, let's do uh, a quick Europa league rundown. Uh, not as in depth, but just to, to throw some numbers out there. Uh, group a of Europa league, West Ham minus minus one twenty five, Freiburg plus two twenty five, Olympiacos plus 400. FK Vakatopola plus 1600. Sure. Do you think Freiburg or Olympiacos can win the group ahead of uh, West Ham at plus money here? No, I I, no, I don't either. Olympiacos did not look good in, in their qualifying. Um, Freiburg, fuck. The, the, they killed dumpster, us this weekend, lost five Dumpster nothing, fire of a defense. In <laughs> dumpster fire of a defense. West Ham has enough here. And West Minus Ham, 125, right? I think that's actually a decent bet. It's actually a decent number, yeah. Yeah, they did well in Europe last year, despite being in a relegation battle in in England. Yeah. And this year, they're third place, third or fourth place so far. They've similar as to the they're team. in so they're in Europe because they won a European competition last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I I think all they're right. they're in a fine position right now. Agree. I think th- this this is the most fun group of them all. This is Group B. This is Brighton plus one ten, Marseille plus two hundred, Ajax plus three fifty, and AEK Athens plus fourteen hundred. This is uh this would be the group of death for the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, Marseille, we, we were pretty high on them last year, Nick, and in, in Europa, we thought they were going to do, um, a, a, you know, do pretty well. They, they did us okay. You know, they, they did right by us in that regard. Um, Ajax, just based off of, you know, how they've done in Europe historically, I think that's always an interesting name, but similar to the Portuguese clubs, they're, they're that, that club that you know always seems to sell their, their best players for mm-hmm. tens and tens of millions of, of pounds. And then they somehow rebuild. So, uh, seeing them at plus three fifty raises my eyebrows. I'd have to go do a little more, you know, digging and see, you know, who exactly have they they moved on from and, and who have they replaced with. Um, so I, I think that's the only only concern there. But um, right at plus one ten, I don't love. I don't know. It, it just no. you know that they they've been doing pretty well in in Premier League so far. But I, I, I'm curious to see how long that lasts. I feel like at some point the bottom's not. I don't want to say it's going to drop out, but. They've certainly been overachieving, and Deserby's done a great job with you know bringing in you know some some additional attacking players to kind of backfill the talent that they've lost. It just feels like at some point you know the carriage can turn back into a pumpkin, and and they're going to drop back a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a, a group to me where you 
kind of just take a shot, right? I mean, I don't have a super strong opinion on any of these teams to win outright. I don't think there's a runaway winner. I think the team that actually can go to Greece and get results and get points is going to be the team that fares the best because it's a tough country. Athens is a really, really, really tough place to play. Um, so who's going to falter the least, I think, winds up winning this group, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and, and Ajax has that European pedigree, but like Scotty said, they did sell quite a bit of talent. They sold Mohamed Kudis to West Ham for $43 million, Urien Timber to Arsenal for $40 million, Ed- Edison Alvarez to West Ham for $38 million. So, like, <laughs> you know, West Ham poached some good talent off Ajax. Um, Bassi to Fulham for twenty two. So just reading off those first four transfers right away, they made 100 million. 150 million yeah. euros right in transfers. How much does that hurt them in Europe? It probably does because that number to me when I saw plus 350 and I was like, wow, that jumped out at me. Um, I do like Brighton. I love the way they play. We've we've done well with them in, in the Premier League. Never played in Europe before, right? So that that's something to keep an eye on. But um, I think Deserbi, um is a coach that I can get that team to do well. It's really a matter of if you believe Ajax or Marseille can beat out Brighton because they both have good value on them. But even Brighton, if you like Brighton to win the group or you're a Brighton fan, plus 110, why not, right? Plus yeah. money. Um, def- definitely something to take a shot on. <clears throat> All right, Group C, Real Betis minus 185, Rangers plus 330, Sparta Prague plus 600, and AEL uh, Limassol at plus 1,200. To me, uh, I mean, I guess Betis is the best team by default. I don't think they're all that great, but Rangers fucking stink. They just got absolutely dragged by PSV in qualifying uh, to miss out on that last Champions League spot. Sparta Prague, you know, that that to me, you know, decent, decent team. Like they fit in this competition well, tough place to play. Um, You know, maybe they could pull a little something like I probably would take a shot with Prague before I did with Rangers. I wish there was a two advanced number in this group because that would probably be my bet. Um, but I guess Batiste, you know, just by default kind of yeah, I think makes Batiste sense here. Pick there, and there's a reason why they're minus 185. Maybe parlay them in another big favorite, and you can get a closer to even money or something. Yeah. All right, Group D winner. This one's a little tight at the top. It's Atalanta minus 110, Sporting Lisbon plus 140, Sturmgras plus 900, and Rakov. Uh, I think it's the Polish name, Cheskova. Uh, excuse me. If- you've heard of that team and I butchered it, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce that one well. I think really here, guys, between Atalanta at minus 110, Sporting at plus 140, who do you like? Are you guys believers in Atalanta this season? I guess that's really the, the big question. Yes and no. Like, I think they, like, these are the types of teams they will feast on. Um, I think they're at least on par with Sporting Lisbon, if not better on, you know, on their day. I think... Lisbon's the team that represents the value here, right? If you're going mm-hmm. with somebody, you go with the team that's been in these competitions for a little bit longer uh, and you take the plus money. I, I mean, but it wouldn't shock me to see Adelanto win this group either. I think it's a, pretty much a toss up. Yeah, I would go with Lisbon too, just because I think they've actually held on to some of their their better players um, this this summer. So we talk about the Portuguese clubs losing a lot of their talent. I think outside of Ugarte, who we went to PSG, they've maintained most of their roster from last season. They've added in a few uh, key pieces. Trincao comes in from Barcelona. Um, so I think they have a, a good chance to kind of make a decent run at it this year. Um, so yeah, like Nick said, if you want to take them plus 140, it's a decent, decent value, especially if you're not a believer in Atalanta. 
Yeah, I, I do like <clears throat> Lisbon to win the group at plus 140. I think those two teams definitely advance. Uh, I think they're pretty even, but I think sporting, you know, they've they've been here. They've done that, right? They were, I think, a Champions League group stage team last year, finished third, dropped down to Europa League, knocked Arsenal out on penalty kicks in the, the round of 16, and then played Juve really tight in the in the quarterfinals. So I think they have what it takes to to win the group. I don't know if Atalanta goes to, to Portugal and wins in Lisbon. I, and I think um, I would probably take a shot on them at plus 140 if I'm going to bet something in this group. Great. All right, that brings us to Group E. And we have uh, Scotty's Liverpool minus 650, St. Uh, Julie plus 900, Toulouse plus 900 from Ligoon, and LASK Linz plus 2200. Not much to say here, boys. Let's move yeah. on. No, tip our good group for Liverpool. Move on. Good group for Liverpool. They don't have to travel very far. They don't have any Eastern European teams that yeah. are going to take out their players' knees or ankles. Mm-hmm. So, as far as Liverpool is concerned, happy, happy for them. Um, we get to see some, some Ben Doak and some. Cody Gakbo and Harvey Elliott in this, I'm sure. All right. Group F via Real minus 160, Stad Ren plus 225, uh, Patiniakos plus 900, and Maccabi Haifa plus 1100. This is like, I don't feel like it's as much of a cakewalk as one would expect for via Real. I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over this episode, but just another roller coaster team that's done well, but they're, they're kind of iffy in the league. They've lost some talent. Uh, are they the class of the group? Of course they are. Am I willing to take a stab with somebody else? Uh, you know, I don't think so, but let's not forget um, Panathinaikos. Again, uh, I'm high on the Greek teams right now. Very, very, very difficult place to go and play. Uh, you know, team that does not give up a lot. Are they going to be able to score throughout the group stage? Uh, you know, another question. And Maccabee Haifa, another team made it to the very last round of um Champions League qualification. I think they lost to Young Boys, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we're in the Champions League last year in that group with Juventus. Beat Juventus, gave Lisbon a lot of trouble. You know, PSG took care of them, but not an easy place to go play over in Israel. So I don't know that this is a cakewalk for Villarreal. I mean, I don't have a, a team to pick over them, but I, I just, you know, certainly would not lay the minus 160 is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, tough. Stad Rene is, you know, the next next one up here, but they lost Jeremy Doku to to City, who was a talented winger for them. So that's gonna be tough to replace. Um, I think he scored. I think it's what is it, like seven goals last season. So um, decent creativity off the wing. Um, so yeah, it, I don't think we are believers in Villarreal. That they're certainly in a little bit of turmoil themselves. But it, it's tough to pick any of these, you know, second or third clubs to to overtake them. So. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe Stad are, are able to overcome, uh, Jeremy Doku. They certainly invested the money a little bit, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's almost like Villarreal just by default, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Not enough to bet him probably by default, but I would keep an eye on Stad Um, you never know, maybe a league would, so I can make noise. I wouldn't bet anything in this group though. Yeah. Moving on to group G, my boys, AS Roma minus 400, uh, Slavia Prague plus 450, Servette, Geneve, plus 1,200, and Sheriff, Tirupsol, uh, plus 1,800. I mean, it's yeah. Roma by default here, too. Yeah, no. <laughs> and not no, that no, we no, like no, how Roma's been playing. And, we and, talked about that at the yeah. top of the episode, but yeah. yeah, I mean. And not even, by the way, Roma's played in the group stage for two years under Mourinho. They they kind of yeah. will let a result get away, but I, this group is the easiest. This is probably easier than the Conference League group than they had two years on paper, at least. Yeah, if anything, I'd take Sheriff to like advance if you can find that number just because they made noise in the Champions League and 
that's just that's enough for me in this group because I, I don't like either of the other clubs. Servette's okay. They seem to score a lot from the games I've seen uh, and some of the qualifiers. Prague, you know, again, not the easiest place to go play, but you know, this should be pretty straightforward. If if Roma doesn't win this group, there's a problem. That that's how I'm going to put it as Roma supporter. All right. Um, brings us to Group H: Leverkusen minus two fifty, Mold plus fi- uh, five fifty, Karabag plus six hundred, and then BK Hacken plus eleven hundred. Dude, so I'm all shout out to my boy, our boy uh, Kenny. Park the bus at Park the bus, guest of the show. Um, do some other work with him. He is like super duper in. Like this is like basically his group. Like, dude, loves the German league. He bets on Molde. He bets on Hacken. Like, I, I've I've talked with him more about these teams, and I've like talked with you guys about certain teams. So, uh, I wish he was on to help break this down. The only thing I'm going to say is these teams can score. Uh, they're tough, tough, tough teams to go up against. Tough places to play. Would really love to see the um, two advanced numbers on both of them because I think they're both playable. Probably. Um, even more so than Quagmire over there, Quarabag. Um, I, I think Carabag, Roma had to play them in the Champions League like a decade ago. It's yeah, way far east. Probably it's, the last um, time they were out there. I'm trying to remember if it's Uzbekistan, one of those countries like way to the east out there. So and that's going to be that's going to be the X factor, right? Is the travel over there? But I think um, if you can get a Molde to advance number, it's probably hovering around plus money, right? So. Um, that's that's where I would lean because you're certainly not going to take Leverkusen minus two fifty. Azerbaijan, that's where Garbag is. I I certainly don't want to go there to play, so can't imagine these teams do. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not betting against Leverkusen. <laughs> um, not taking anything in this group to would win. Not bet against my boy Zabi Alonso if you paid me to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Molde to advance is is if I had the chance to get that number. Don't know what it is. All right, so that'll wrap our Europa League. I don't see any goal score or futures at this point. Um, and that's where we'll we'll stop this. We're not going to go to conference. League. I don't even think they had group uh, futures up for the conference league yet. So uh, I guess we'll leave it here. This is uh, the international break. So hopefully you guys will listen to this, get prepped up for Champions League, which kicks off in just about, uh, I guess, a week and a half, right? Not even? Yeah, the 19th. So right after, yeah. yeah. So two weeks from now, we'll be kicking this off. So you guys got plenty of time to prep it. Futures in if you like it, and uh, we'll catch you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.